a dot here, a dot there, so many dots everywhere we look. Let's go ahead and connect them. Welcome. Don't adjust your dial. Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poli-Sci Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right. And low fidelity, low quality, in your face, messy as can be, global news show. And today, my friends, we're doing a bit of connecting the dots with that international drug trade, how it affects the world, and what that means for us moving forward. And for a point of reference, we are going to start with six news stories from this year to help give us some perspective about what's been happening. First one New York Times, January 24th of this year. Asia's El Chapo is arrested in Amsterdam. Next one, BBC, February 19 this year. Cocaine worth 184 million pounds found in banana boxes sent from Colombia. And our third one, BBC, less than a week after that last one, later on the 24th of February. Cocaine worth billions seized in record Germany and Belgium Hall. Our fourth one comes from June 8th of this year and the BBC. Anam, Hundreds arrested in massive global sting using messaging app. Our fifth story. This week from Reuters on June 30th. Senegal seizes 789 kilograms of cocaine hidden in cars on a ship. And our last story that we'll use to talk about the future of the international drug trade. Reuters, June 30th. Mexico's Supreme Court rules government should legalize recreational pot. So where to start other than to say, these are just a few, a few of the major stories that have broken this year and last about the international drug trade and drug trafficking and police forces all over the globe trying to tackle this issue. You see, while most of the global economy was shut down for 2020 and going into 2021, the illicit drug trade, well, shit, that economy was booming. Drug traffickers never took a break for COVID. Oh, no, 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 no. But what does all this mean? And why is it important? And notice I said, why is this important? And not, is this important, like I normally say? Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this stuff matters. And one of the stories here, the UK police seized about $200 million worth of cocaine from Colombia, hidden in banana boxes. And the next one, in the largest drug seizure in European history, history, mind you, Authorities seized cocaines in ports of Germany and Belgium with a combined value, or estimated value, of between $1.8 and $4.2 billion. That's billions, people. The first one was $200 million. This one, $1.8 to $4.2 billion. There were almost 23 tons of coke between the two ports. Now, although the shipments came from Paraguay, it's believed the product originated in Brazil. And that Paraguay is just a transit country in this case. And how was the cocaine hidden this time? In small tins. About 1,700 tins that were supposed to be filled with carpentry putty. And the first few did have the putty in them. But then people realized it wasn't putty after that. And then this week, for the second time in this week in Senegal, almost 800 kilograms of cocaine was seized coming from Brazil, hidden in new cars. 
And the product was intended for, wait for it, final destination, Europe. Twice in one week this happened in Senegal. And people, I cannot, again, stress enough. These are just a few of the many examples of major international drug seizures this year. Which also, mind you, this most certainly means there's a lot still getting through that we never hear about. We'll get to that later, though. So look, we have cocaine hidden in banana boxes, in carpentry putty tins, in cars going from Latin America to Africa to final destination Europe. So we connect them dots and we say, look, looks like drug traffickers are trying to be innovative and hide their drugs in different ways, sure. And it looks like Latin American countries are producing all of it, Africa's serving as a middleman, and Europe's where it's all going. If any of this sounds like your stereotypical Hollywood drug cartel movie? Well, it should, because Hollywood steals everything from everyone. So, yes, Hollywood steals from reality. However, these dots and that stereotype are missing out on over half of the entire world. I mean, come on, really, do we honestly believe that all cocaine comes from South America and it's all snorted in the U.S. or Europe? Get the hell out of here with that stereotype. We're about connecting the dots, not falling into misleading assumptions that Hollywood plot puts out. No. Enter into our show, the New York Times article. Asia's El Chapo is arrested in Amsterdam. And a BBC article, Anam, hundreds arrested in massive global crime sting using messaging app. Let me just go ahead and say, though, this New York Times article, using El Chapo as a reference for English and American readers, that's digging into that stereotype of cartels come from Mexico bullshit, too. This guy that the article is talking about, that was arrested in Amsterdam, ran one of the largest drug syndicates in the world, located in multiple Asian countries. A true multi-billion dollar company. I mean, hell, for all we know, this guy was probably pretty damn high up on the Forbes richest people's list. If they took such realities into consideration, that is. And what's some of the biggest products coming out of Asia? Historically and stereotypically, people always think of opium and poppy plants, heroin. But my friends, you'd be completely misled if you think that's all that's coming out. If you think that a multi-billion dollar operation, a true multinational corporation, illegal multinational corporation, but still a true multinational corporation, works only on one product, no, not at all the case. You can't be a true multinational corporation without diversifying your portfolio. Oh, and I hear you right now. Wait up, wait up, wait up. What are we talking about? Isn't diversifying a portfolio, as far as business goes, increasing the types of investments and assets that a company makes? And you are most certainly correct. And if you think international drug cartels don't do this, well, let me say, hello. Thank you for tuning in today, and welcome to Connecting the Dots. One of the biggest things that comes out of many Asian countries now is meth. The international trading of meth has boomed in recent decades because you don't grow meth, you manufacture it. And that can be done anywhere. And as a byproduct of the massive growth and the diversification of international syndicates' portfolios, Australia and the U.S. and several other countries partnered together to use a messaging app called Anam. They distributed it throughout the underworld, waited a few years for it to go viral amongst criminals, and then boom, earlier this month, over 800 people were arrested worldwide 
in what may very well be the largest joint international arrest in history. And mind you, all of this stuff we've been talking about has taken place during COVID. With lockdowns and the global economy shut down, the illicit drug trade has been booming, and the police authorities of the world have been busy as hell. Because let's be real and connect all them dots. The idea that there are three types of countries in the drug trade, producer countries, transit countries, and destination countries, we just listed four false assumptions there. The first is that the drug trade is only that, a drug trade. International crime syndicates deal in a lot more than just drugs, period. Guns, human trafficking, sex trafficking, forced labor, funding of terrorism, terrorism itself, as well as legal things too. All of these groups have legal businesses made to help disguise where the money comes from. And enter into the picture, international money laundering. So the drug trade is really the illegal economy of the world that deals in illicit materials. Point blank. We cannot separate one from the other because they are one and the same. And the next three false assumptions, producer, transit, and destination countries, this may, may, and that's a big very maybe, it may have at one point in time been true. But those days are dead and gone. All countries deal in all three. All countries create, transport, and use materials from the illicit global economy. To think otherwise is to go into a problem looking for solutions and not seeing that which is truly in your face. Now, some of you out there may be thinking, yo, lo-fi, you really ain't telling us nothing we don't already know. The whole world be corrupt. I know, I know, I know, my friends. And I would say that would be our fifth false assumption as well. Time we connect this conversation to some politics across the world. You know, here we're going to use an example, a tragedy of an example, but one I believe many of you are aware of to illustrate where we're going. So Reuters World News, March 6, 2021. Headline, Uptick in crimes against Mexican politicians points toward violent midterm elections. Mexico, when they enter into election season, hundreds of candidates and politicians are murdered by international crime syndicates. And if you're thinking, I thought it was cartels, right? And you're right. But remember, cartels are international crime syndicates. And the fact that so many tragically lose their life every single election season in Mexico points to a very important fact about our previous false assumption. And the fact is, there are good people out there trying to make a difference. And the international crime organizations of the world do not want them being elected to office. And let's be clear, Mexico gets typecasted like this, but there are a lot of places that this happens. Mexico is not alone in this issue at all. And in many ways, you could argue that Mexico is actually used as an example by international crime organizations to show other would-be good politicians. This is what's going to happen if you don't fall in line or if you don't drop out the race. And while it likely works in a lot of places, the idea that we're still hearing about it means that there are still good people trying to make a difference. You know, some other countries get a bad rap too. You know, their presidents or vice presidents being accused of narco-terrorism, for instance. 
But again, everywhere the international illicit economy pushes its influence into politics. You know, what do you call a senator or a member of parliament being involved in high society escort services? You call that politicians funding sex trafficking and the international illicit economy because they are all connected. But what about the future? You know, how do you tackle the international drug trade? The answer? You don't. You tackle the entire global illicit economy. You know how people say that global warming and climate change is a global threat and therefore requires a global response, like the Paris Climate Accords. Because if half the countries in the world go green, it's not going to matter because the other half will still be polluting. A global problem requires a global solution. If you created a Paris Climate Accords where every country in the world signs on to do something together and then also agrees to do more each year, you may just have something. Or perhaps you go in the direction of Mexico and quite a few other countries. You know, the story from Reuters this week, headline, Mexican Supreme Court rules government should legalize recreational pot. I mean, in comparison to what we're talking about, this seems like throwing a pebble not in a puddle, but throwing a pebble in an ocean. But the idea of legalization and regulating different portions of the illicit economy is definitely gaining steam all over the world. It's about taking part of international crimes organizations' income away from them. Again, global problems require global solutions. And perhaps you out there have part of that solution in your head. I'm curious your thoughts on all of this. And that, my friends, is Connecting the Dots. Check us out tomorrow for Good News Friday. And be on the lookout Saturday. Issue 8 of Letters of the Lo-Fi Poli Sci comes out. Get at me to be added to the emailing list. This week's theme, our pictures and words. Always remember that Lo-Fi Poli Sci is more than just me. It's the week that we be. Peace and well-being to all my human beings out there. Much love and always the best. Pickering, signing off. <laughs>